Righto, you legends, before we rip into another episode of the Deadass Podcast, I'd firstly like to thank our major sponsor, Country Tracker Caps, for the continued support of the podcast. You will find their merchandise at thecountrycompanies.com or if you'd like to design your own cap, head to countrytruckercaps.com. Knuckles has fired up a discount code for the pallbearers. Type in Deadass at the checkout to receive your discount. That is D-E-A-D-A-S-S. Welcome to the Dead Ass Podcast. Well, dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to share in another episode <laughs> of the Dead Ass Podcast. <laughs> I got a uh, special guest here today, Mr. Hutto. How are you, sir? Good, man. Thanks, Thanks for good. having us. No, you're welcome, mate. You're famous for. Those videos on Facebook. Yeah. Where is Hutto? Yep. So, nah. <laughs> no, I just wanted to, uh, I'm excited to have you on, mate. It's been a while coming. Uh, we've been talking about having you on and uh, to discuss pretty much all things two wheels, mate. You yep. have an extensive history in downhilling, motocross, BMX. Yeah. You've done other things too. Yeah. But so I'd really <laughs> love to hear some of that stuff today, mate. Like, you're the first person that I've had on on uh, this podcast that's sort of specialised in that sort of stuff. So okay, and I yep. like to hear you know the direction that you're going with it. I know with like, you're speaking to Nico about some of the things and yeah, and yep. so I'd love to hear that today too, mate. Yeah, uh, but so for for the listeners here, get a bit of an idea, background of who you are, what you grew up, how it all sort of started. We'll go with that first, mate, and then we'll yep. go from there. So yeah, so as as far as who I am, I think. No one can really answer that question for themselves, right? So yeah, that's it. Yeah, I think I've I've grown up just loving loving being outside and, and riding mm. riding bikes of any type, yeah. and um, was lucky to have some mates that, that raced motocross early on, and I, yeah. I love seeing that. And I I got into it, and to be honest, never really took it too serious. True, I yeah, was okay. um, you know there's coaches and that telling you you need to do this, you need to do that, and I'm like oh, I just enjoy yeah enjoy riding, you know. I just loved the progression and everything behind it. And then <clears throat> that led into coaching. So coaching, I started yep. started doing a lot of coaching um, under Chris Urquhart. So I was really lucky to have him wow. sort of bring me under his wing and, and bring me into a role of coaching and just loved it. Loved well, it, yeah. You So you obviously like – because it's a big sport, motocross, and like you, you have to have like a good level of talent to get to a certain yep. point around here. Um, you know, did, was it because you had the – it was, I guess you got the love for it, but growing up with it, like, was it just purely every weekend down at the old six mile racetrack or was, did you have the, did you have other places that you could go to um, and that sort of stuff? Yeah. So, so locally we don't, don't mm. have a lot, man, really. Yeah. So six mile back then was open every day of the week. Yeah. What There was no fence. So we'd just go out there and ride when we could. And I was really lucky. We had a bit of land at home, so yeah, sure. I'd get out there and mow a track in or whatever and just ride every afternoon after school and, like I said, I just loved it. That's sick. I loved like, it. Yeah, because like growing up and stuff, mate. Like I remember, like when I and you know, dad would take us down to Six Mile, get to ride down there, or just anything riding in general in motorbike was always cool. Yeah, like, I just loved it. Yeah. You know, we rode. <laughs> we had some fucking shit boxes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. My first. But that, that's half the yeah. fun, isn't it? It, it yeah. is. That's right, mate. Yeah. yeah. My very first motorbike, I was um, 
I was six years old, six or seven, six years old or something. Uh, you know, the family didn't have much money. So the old boy bought me a 1972 Honda CB100. Yeah. So yeah. a little, and it, you know, road bike. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But he changed the tires on it. We put some dirt tires on it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that was my first bike. Yeah. About five, six years ago, I was at the lo- lo- uh, local Rocky Swap and uh, I think it was Kevin McBean from yeah. Max Cycles. He had a... 1972 model CB100. Not yours. No, no, uh, not mine, but an exact replica of yeah. the exact one that I had. And he had it for 500 bucks. And I said to him, so does it run? So he kicked it over for me, it ran. I said, oh, well, I'll give you 450. So it's sold. So I got, yeah, and nice. I still got it. So I got yeah, that bike. Cool. So a replica of what I had. But yeah. What was your. What was your love? What was your bikes? Um, so first bike was a Pee Wee Fifty. Yeah, right. Um, and yep. <clears throat> uh, like I wanted to ride it. I was three years of age, I think. Wow. Yeah. And um, I just sit out. I remember sitting out. It was in a little garden shed out the back, and just sit out there and try and start the thing. I'm like, did yeah. <laughs> you know, like dad's dad's doing his thing. Yeah. I'm like, if I get this thing started, I'm I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. And um, yes, yeah, so I eventually got it started, and he's like, all right, well, yeah, we'll we'll give you a go, and he'd. He'd had a rope behind me and he's um, he's running around behind me for the first couple of days. And I remember my brother got home and I was like, man, I can ride this thing. Check this out. And I like <laughs> was showing off down the backyard, flat out, got whiskey throttled, couldn't shut off. Oh, we had true. a concrete water tank on the, oh, on the really? downside of a retaining wall. I went straight off that thing into this concrete water tank. And remember being a kid when you get winded yeah. so bad, you're like, I'm, I'm dead. You think you're dying. Yeah, yeah. you you literally do, man. So I can still picture it to this day, laying on the couch inside. My parents carted me in and I'm there winded like, this oh, is it, I'm no. dead. Three years of age, I'm dead. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, that's where it all started. And then uh, from there, my old man bought similar story. So not not a lot of money and he mm. bought, I don't know how, maybe through some friends or whatever, found these two RM80s, oh. um, 83 or 84 models. So yep. first of the water cooled yes. in boxes. Really? Threw them in boxes for I don't know what it was, maybe a hundred bucks or something, and he took them home, and we we worked on these in the shed, rebuilding one out of the two over the next few months, and that was that was my first real bike. That's cool, and like really so, cool. and a lot of people would appreciate hearing that, eh? Yeah, <laughs> you know, like um, you know, a lot of people would have felt the same with that, you know. But yeah. that was the excitement of getting on. I'm, I'm sure you would have been stoked, mate, getting that. Yeah, that RM80 going. Oh yeah, so yeah. stoked. And it was way too big for me. He had to, I don't know what he did, something with a, a piece of inch bar in the shock or something to lower <laughs> it so I could get on the thing. And yeah, it was way too big for me. But it's all we had. So, yeah, yeah. Were awesome. you were you doing other things in the meantime, or was it mainly? Uh, was it like, were you that's all I wanted to do. That's all you wanted to do. Yeah, yeah. That's all I wanted to do. When did yeah. you actually start getting into like the like joining up, doing the race meets and doing the competition. Like yeah, sort of stuff. so that uh, that was when I, I met some friends at school. Like I knew these guys. I'd ride past their place on the way to school every day and mm. see their track and everything. And I'd sit there on my push bike like, man, look at these jumps. Like it's so cool. And the guy, yeah. Simon Lay, you would remember oh, Simon yes, Lay. Yes. Yeah. Um, his track was there as well. And he was, he was a pretty big deal at the time. He yeah. was someone that I idolized at a really young age. And, um, yeah, I used to sit at the fence watching him ride some <laughs> afternoons. I'm like, man, someday, like, I'm going to jump these jumps. They're huge. They weren't that big, really. Yeah. But at the time, I was like, this is massive what this guy's doing. And he, um, I don't know how it all come about, but he came out one day and um, built a few jumps for me and stuff. That's and, sick. yeah, it was really cool. So, um, yeah, it was 
that's all I wanted to do. Really it, was. So yeah, and then I sort of got into racing at about I think it was around nine years of age. Nine. Um, okay. Through yeah, cool. through some friends, like I said, and yeah, just from there it, it progressed. Loved yeah. it, and I, n- I never took it too serious to be honest. Like yeah. I said, I just loved it. It was more just, just the passion of it yeah. being involved in it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's really cool, and I think that's what works for people when people. Yeah. When it's just the passion behind it, just having the fun mm. with it, yeah. they seem to do so much better naturally. For <laughs> like, sure, yeah. But they don't have the stresses of worrying about what they're doing or how they're going. And I guess that in itself acts as a positive. Yeah, yeah, it helps for sure. And I think parents are, are a big influence, you know, the way that they handle things. and That's a good you point. See, you see so many parents, what what they want their kids to do, you know. It's not yeah. so much what the kids want to do and that's it's a real shame, I yeah. think. And it's in every sport, I think. But You're right. It's such a shame you see the kids getting pushed to do something that they may or may not want to do yes, uh, because their parents want them to do it. And they're, they're yeah. so financially and emotionally invested in it yes, that they want results. Well, they, they, they tr- I think, you know, they. I'm not defending them at all, but I think the problem with it is that they're trying to live through their child too much. And I think yeah. that's what it is. It's, not, it's more what they want personally. They want yeah. to see that because they wanted to do that. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean? so. And for whatever reason it may be, you know, they weren't able to financially as a kid or they just didn't have the talent and it's mm. it's very easy to sit back and say you need to do this or that yeah. but yeah it's it's no. not always that easy no it's <laughs> not no um did you so from there did you progress through well how long were you racing for like um so i raced from from when i started uh, right through till till i was say 16 17 yeah. i got my first job i was working with nico <laughs> um and then from that point my dad's like right whenever you start working man and you're on your own yeah sure you can start paying for it and it wasn't until that point where so my dad was always like man you need to put more effort in you know like i'm i'm footing the bill and yes yeah, just, you're yeah just okay. around you yeah. know like yeah of course yeah you're having fun but you're not taking it serious and i just never yeah, never sort of bought into that too yeah. much until yeah. I started to pay for it myself. And I'm like, holy shit, man, this has cost a lot more money than I thought. That's right. And when yeah. it's your, you know, you're going to work every week just to get money to go racing. Investing in it. Yeah. You you have a new appreciation for it, a whole new perspective. And and that's when I sort of was like, oh, man, maybe I do need to take it a little bit more serious. Yeah, and of course, yeah. I did, but not to the extent where I was going to the gym and everything training, probably what I should have been doing or yep. – you know, coaches at the time were telling me, you know, you need, you could probably do something with this, yeah, but, sure. but you need to put in the effort. And I'm like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. I'm just happy doing what I'm doing. And looking back now, that's probably one of my biggest regrets is yeah, not sure. putting in the effort to, to get to a higher level. Well, even with that sort of mentality, that, that way that you were going with it, how did you go with it? But did you, did, did, um, did yeah, you get a couple of times? Cons- like, considering you- the effort that I put in, I mm. went okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was never like I never won a state title or a national or anything like that. And uh, we, to be honest, I never really raced them. Oh, okay. It was yeah, mainly sure. mainly local stuff. And then when I started paying for stuff, got into the senior ranks where it's a lot harder. Is it? Is when I started going to a lot more state titles uh, and, yep, yep. and and went and went down south and started racing some southeast Queensland stuff and well, that where the guys are a lot better than up here. And how did you find all that stuff? Uh, I remember sitting on the line for my first sunny state with all these guys that, you know, you saw social media was pretty new back then in MySpace. So yeah, you'd see okay, these guys sure. on MySpace and you'd see them in the results lists and that and you're like, Farah, these are big names, you know, yeah, like guys that are at the top of the sport now. I'm like, far out, man. Like I, I 
physically felt sick. I was that, that <laughs> nervous. nervous. But yeah. um, but it was awesome. Had yeah. so much fun. I remember those those first couple of years racing down there. You just learn so much. You meet so many good people. You see new towns. You just just the experience is what I loved. Is that's cool too to look at it like that. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And it's just that's to me that's what I love about the sport is where it takes you, the people it meets you. And I, I wouldn't be where I am today without any and, of that. And what is the scene like there with that, with those people? Are they a good, good bunch of people to be around? Or yeah. is it like anything? You might get one or two dickheads in the industry. Oh, there's more than one or two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's more than one or two. But it, it's like any sport, isn't yeah. it? So you yeah. got you got the people that, like we were saying before, are financially invested and heavily invested in it. And yes. they think that there's something and they're, they're, they're not, not, you know. So that, yeah. that was the most intimidating thing when I went down there is – you look around, you see all these motorhomes, these big Chevys, these big setups, and like the guys' yeah. bikes are worth a fortune, and those guys are spat out the back. Like yeah. they're, they're nothing. Yeah, you know? and it's and we turn up there. I think my dad had like a little work ute or something, and we got nothing. You know, we're sleeping out of a swag, and that was the fun of it. That's but the, to me that even that sounds cool. Yeah, like I'd rather do it like so that. So much fun, you know. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. it. You know, you're. I wouldn't even call it roughing because like swag, like I have the best sleeps in a swag. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some yeah, of my sleeps sure. are the best in a swag. Yeah. And then um, like I remember waking up, say at Harvey Bay one mm. year, you know, there's it's pissing down rain. You're waking up, you got water coming under <laughs> everything. And I'm like, oh man, this is terrible. But it was from there, like the day can't get any worse. That's you know? it. it was the best day. That's I, it. One of the best days I've ever had on a dirt bike. Isn't so. that crazy? Yeah, that works. Hey? Yeah. Was it so? And this was all the sort of time where you were like self-funding it yourself. Yeah, so dad, yeah. dad was helping out a bit. Like he had yeah. bought me a bike that year, and I'm like, oh, I want two bikes. Like all the big guys have got two bikes, so I've financed a bike myself. He might have lent me some money, or I got a personal loan. I don't know what it was, but yeah, I had two bikes, and yeah, we we're just going racing every I, weekend. It was. I can see why you'd need sponsors and stuff to help fund. Yeah, it. like it yeah. makes sense. You know that. Yeah. And as far as funding goes, like there's not there's not a lot of funding, isn't there? Really, like yeah, you might get some sponsors that help out with a race plan or something, you okay, get a cheap sure. bike or whatever. And at yeah. that time, there wasn't a lot. You know, I might have got cheap tires or so. You might have got you might have got a little bit something. of help with that at all. A little bit, bit. Yeah. yeah. And then it wasn't till I got into the coaching a lot more where a lot more support started coming. Really? Yeah. Okay. From the coaching yeah. side, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Mm. Um, we will definitely touch on that because I'd love to hear about that stuff because that's very important yeah you know so but you do you did you did a bit of bmx and downhill and all that sort of stuff yeah. to go with it yeah yeah so I that mean, was anything that they sort of all sort of marry into each other a little bit yeah they? yeah so it was like go racing on the weekend then during the week you're like just want to go and do stuff with your mates you know because yeah. you don't get to hang out with people like your mates like normal people do during the week yeah. of the weekend or whatever so of an afternoon yeah we go down to the skate park and that and um started enjoying bmx and mm. i'd always as a kid like everyone you know you build jumps at home and stuff you get out with a shovel <laughs> and build jumps and that yeah. and that was that was also fun but um and then i i was really lucky i, I sort of around the age of 15 i think it was i was like oh i kind of really am enjoying bmx you know yeah. so motocross was taking a little bit of a backseat at the time and i remember my motocross track i got a bobcat in mm. bulldozed it and just built a massive set of trails. True. Like you just see, I just always saw videos and that, watch BMX videos. I'm like, I'm going to build a set of trails. That's, That's cool. They built a massive set of trails. And then there was myself, Brandon and Travis Willis, a couple oh, yeah. mates. Yeah. So we'd, we'd all get together. We're out there shoveling and that and just loving it. School nah. holidays, you just spend all weekend, all week out there. And 
then that's when I was really lucky to meet the likes of Nico. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he, all of his mates started coming out there and riding. And I yeah, just, awesome. again, I'd just sit there and watch the guys. Like, it's so cool, you know. Like, <laughs> I'd jump all the jumps, but I wasn't tricking anything. Yeah, I, yeah. I just love jumping jumps. Love yeah. the flow of it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, That's but that's so cool. Like, it's so hard to see that stuff these days. You see the kids get, and like even my own kids, mate, like I struggle. Sometimes, like, they just love, like my daughter loves to sit in her room and do her bits and pieces. And as they all do, you know, like it's getting out there during the day and doing yeah. getting dirty and yeah. having some fun outside yeah. you know that was the best stuff growing up yeah my son's my son does like to get out and do stuff um but uh yeah you know so they, i guess people that the younger generation wouldn't have a appreciation for that sort of stuff like they no. don't. it's not their fault they get so, so easily to get trapped by these it is yeah know. and that's just how things are evolving right and it's yeah. You'd be the same, you know. You go, all right, where are my mates? <laughs> yeah. you jump on your pusher, you ride into town, you look for them. Yeah, that's you know, it. That's like, what we did. They're not at the skate park. Where else would they be? They'll be at the corner shop. We'll go there. <laughs> Here they are eating fish and chips. Yeah, like, yeah let's let's hang yeah. out. Two dollars $2 go down the Melbourne Fish Bar and get a serve of chips. It's like two bucks and a picture magazine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Two ninety five. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. The old the old fish the old fish. Uh, Fish and chip do you look at you. You knew you were like 14. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Shit. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was good old days. Um, yeah, but so so the whole so you've all even nowadays like you still have that love of the motocross and everything like that. Yeah, I, I did lose it for a while, did you? but mm. yeah. But, um, did, but like was the downhilling a substitute for that sort of stuff? Definitely. It, yeah. Yeah. And how yeah. did, and you enjoy that sort of stuff as well? Yeah, do you still do that now. Uh, I ha- honestly, the last probably twelve months, I haven't yeah. done a lot. I uh, I broke my wrist actually July last year, and I think I've been up on the trails two or three times uh, since. So it's just yeah, yeah, I think I don't know, I don't know why. Did I love you, it. But yeah, I just haven't. Speaking haven't of up. injuries, did you ever have massive injuries or crashes um, or anything doing yeah. motocross? Yeah, it's all part of it. I, I yeah, suppose. I suppose it's nothing person. that you really think think twice about yeah you have a lot of crashes i've so i've broken both legs tib fib in both legs um clavicle um what's your shoulder blade scapula 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 um but that's that's really about it um it's funny how like you It's funny on the, the the industry that you're in there, and you're saying that that's not many. <laughs> you know no. what I mean? Like when you put in that comparison, yeah. To people who aren't involved, when you hear someone say you've broken both your legs, tib, fib, shoulder, mm. you're yeah, like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, yeah, you know, you just sort of you see the guys on TV and that, yeah. how many injuries they have. Yeah, so you sort of you're always comparing yeah. yourself, aren't yeah. you? So that's to it. me, like that's a lot of injuries. Someone like Travis Pastrana or, or yeah. someone like that have had. God knows how many broken bones. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think the amount of time you've spent on a bike and how many times you've crashed, I, yeah. I think I've gotten yeah, off pretty no, lightly. Yeah, fair enough. Did you, like with the downhill inside of it, did you um, do any sort of competition side of it or was it more just yeah. like you did, did you? Yeah, a little bit. So I um, obviously a lot carries over into yes. that. A lot of your, your bike skills, your fundamentals sort of carry over. Um, so I just started racing locally uh, with, with a heap of mates and just so much fun. Mm. It was just a different vibe. It wasn't so serious. Everyone got along. It was like you were just out riding with your mates. Yeah. Uh, the race scene is is very laid back. There's like, the guys at Giant here. They're they're advocates for the sport. Like they just 
are so helpful. Everyone's out to help each other. Yeah. And, um, so, yeah, I, I was racing a fair bit locally and then um, sort of got into – like I started training a lot for that. I'm like, man, I'm going to take this pretty serious. Like um, yeah. I thought I was pretty good. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it was sort of funny that through COVID um, – it wasn't a lot happening, so I'm like, there's a lot of downtime. I'm going to get stuck into it. Oh, yeah, good idea. So yeah. I, I got in touch with a guy from Canada, got on a training program. Did you and really? Got, got right into it, man. I loved it. I was loving absolutely everything about it at the time. Yeah. And then um, there was a EWS qualifier, so an Enduro World Series qualifier. Oh, wow. So Enduro is the, the discipline that we were racing. So okay. it's predominantly downhill. That's time segments downhill. Oh, but sure. you still have to pedal up. Yes. Uh, so it's, you you got to be very fit and the stages are quite long. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I was like, there's an Enduro World Series in um, in Tasmania and I've always wanted to ride Tasmania. So I just booked flights, entered, went down there on my own. Wow. I was like, I'm just, just going to do it. Have a crack at it. And um, I was like, man, I'm going to go down there. I'm nearly nearly going to win this thing. Yeah. You yeah, know, like yeah. locally I was I was winning everything at the time and I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty I'm good. Feeling pretty good. And then I get down there, man. <laughs> no joke. The first day, I'm like, I'm gonna sell my bike. Like, I'm, I'm terrible. <laughs> oh, no, really, I'm terrible, man. So yeah, we oh, spent true. like a week down there riding and met up with a bunch of dudes from from Brisbane. Yeah, cool. Uh, and just as soon as I flew in, everything went wrong for the first couple of days. Oh, like no. my, because it, it was just post COVID, so Tasmania had sold all their rental cars. There wasn't many rental cars or anything. I was staying in yeah. Hobart, driving out to Medina every day, which is like an hour drive each way. Uh, um, so I needed a, needed a car and then couldn't get a car. I ran into this dude at the airport um, that I know, Stu Kelly, and, um, and then a lot of podcasts I was listening to at the time on this guy, Mike Sleater from the States. Yeah. And I'm like, far out, there's Mike Sleater. Like I, I've seen him on on videos and that yeah, on, on the internet i'm like went over and introduced myself to him and i'm like man i'm probably gonna jump on a flight home like i've i've had enough like yeah, I, I, can't I can't get out there or anything and mike's like dude give this guy a call who was sam moore who owns fist handwear wow give this dude a call his parents have got a uh, rv company they'll sort you out so wow like, all right straight on the phone this dude's like all right i'll be there in five minutes with the van turns up he's like you're the wrong guy. Like this van's for someone else. I'm like, oh, fuck. Like this, everything's going against oh, me here. No. So then he's like, just jump in, man. I got another van at home. I'll sort you out. We get oh. back there. He's got this um, Toyota Spacer. It's called like this really little van. Yeah, it's parked out the back, like covered in shit. It's, it's a storage unit for him. He's got like <laughs> his missus. Um, I don't know what it was, surfboards or something in there. So he's pulling that shit out. He's like, man, this thing's not even roadworthy. So we're going to have to go get a roadworthy. We take it down. I'm traveling with this old dude. He gets it a roadworthy for me. Really? Gives it to me, man. And I, I can't remember what this thing cost me, but it was like two and a half grand for oh, 10 days. Geez. And um, I'm like, I've bought this car pretty much. Pretty much. It yeah. sounds like the value of it. Yeah. So we just, we just trashed this thing. And yeah, I was like, we're like, Worst case of it shits itself. I feel like I've bought it. So yeah, we'll yeah, be able to right. sort something yeah. out. Yeah, but, of course. Um, yeah, it was awesome. So then another mate of mine flew down later on in the week and um, yeah, he met up with me and we just traveled around this thing. It was so cool. But getting back to the race, yeah, it was – everything went wrong, got out there. It was raining all week. So we rode like four days in the rain and 
these trails, like I thought we had some pretty gnarly stuff here, but you get down there, man, on on like a world stage and it's Crazy. it's insane. Is it really? Yeah. Wow. There was even a guy there, Josh Carlson, who was riding for Giant Factory at the time. He was raced world stuff around the world for really? years. Like I don't know exactly what he'd won, but a lot. True. And he was saying like on a world stage this is probably some of the hardest trails. So Jeez, that was pretty cool to, to hear that. Know, unless you know the level that you were competing yeah. at. Yeah. Yeah, for someone to say that too, that's experienced yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. To say yeah. it's one of the hardest, that's pretty cool. Yeah. You know, yeah. I guess but you like could probably it, take that in, your, in yeah, your stride. For sure. But it was cool, man. Like, and like I said, I thought I was killing it up here. I was like, man, like there's not many guys around that can go better on a mountain bike than yeah. me. Then you get down there on that stage and you're like, man, like it just puts it into perspective. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. What actually goes on in the world, you know? And these guys are beating me by minutes. Really? On stages. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But that it, being a World Series qualifier, like that was some of the best, best guys in, in the world. The best in yeah. the world. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty cool considering how long have you been doing it before you jumped into um, that World Series? Yeah. On and off, maybe two, three years. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you're probably dealing with guys that have done it all their life, exactly. too. And, I, yeah. and, and like, yeah. you know, I'm sure that there is that crossover, like you're saying. Yeah. But, you know, some of the, that's probably all that they've, Lived and breathed yeah. the whole entire time. We were yeah. saying before. Yeah, exactly. Traveling the world every year That's doing it. it. So yeah, yeah. That was just a cool experience. It was really cool. I mean, if you look back and reflect on it now, it sounds pretty mad. As much as I'm sure everything went wrong. Oh, it was, it was awesome in the yeah. end. Yeah, like we no. had so much fun, and that's that's the beauty of it. Hey, like, yeah, of course. You, it's the experience is yeah, again from it. So were you were you not just riding? Were you Obviously, I was guessing you were doing some sort of meal planning and diet yeah, and exercising yeah. so and gym I was, work. Um, was it all getting the hell? Yeah, that's a going? funny story, and I'm sure that a few people get a kick out of this. But <laughs> I was like so into it, like yeah, and um, like I'd, I'd watch what I was eating and everything, and counting calories, all of that. And I was like, you know, you see all the fitness models online, yes. you're like, that's the definition of fit. There is like yeah. a low body body fat percentage, yep. and I just put everything into that. In yeah. the end, like I just got so into it. I just got so obsessed with what I was eating and everything and just trying to get my body fat percentage as low as I could. And I was sick, man. <laughs> Proper sick. So oh, like no. And like some of my mates were like, dude, we had this conversation the other day. Like I was forgetting things and oh. everything. Like I was just so run down from it, and uh, everyone's like, "Dude, you need to, you need to be eating more. You need to be doing this." Up like, the calories, nah man, nah, man. I need to be like proper shredded. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, I was just obsessed with it yeah, at the time. It's completely detrimental to what you're trying to achieve. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it was a learning experience. <laughs> oh, you don't know. You cool, think man. you looked at that? Oh, I look. Yeah. People look at that and go, "That's." That's the peak physical. Yeah. But you yeah. don't realize that they're actually at their weakest. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a whole misconception. It isn't is. It? Isn't it? A good buddy of mine, he's a he's a strength and conditioning coach and he he sort of rips on people on social media a fair bit for it. And it's it's really funny. You yeah. Know, like yeah. looking back on it at the time, you're like anyone tells you like, nah. Yeah, nah, you don't know what you're talking about. Like, this is mm. what I'm doing, and oh yeah, you can't you you can't tell someone nah, other, man. anything else. Nah, and yeah. I was that guy. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it, it was cool though. It was good fun. Nah, yeah. but like, um, so getting back to your motocross on top of that. So you in in saying that you 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 sort of fell out of love with it for a while. Was there any particular reason behind it? Was it was it uh, was it just because of the the industry itself was it just sort of you just sort of got over it for a bit um, or? yeah probably a few different reasons so at the time i had a uh, a small bike shop 
yep. down at the beach called okay. JP Moto. So I bought that off a, a good buddy of mine, Jamie yeah, sure. Pearson. So he yep. started it up. He moved to Brisbane, wasn't able to sort of keep it going. He was going to shut it down. And we were actually on another mountain bike trip in Tassie a few years before that race. And he's like, yeah, man, I'm probably going to shut down. I'm like, dude, I'll buy it off you. Like, yeah. this is like I've always wanted to and, and like anyone does, not being in business is like, man, I want to be in business. So that way I can work my hours. I'm going to make heaps of money. Yeah. And um, it was an industry that I felt like I knew. So I'm like, yeah, man, I'll do really well. Yeah. I'll do well. And then – it's not until you're on that side of the fence that you realize how bad the industry is. Yeah, you know, sure. like how okay. little how little money's actually in it. And I'm sure bigger stores, you know, they've worked worked for everything they've got. Yeah. The way that online is now, it makes it harder for small businesses also. But definitely. Um as soon as you're in that position and you're you're of benefit to someone, mm-hmm. you got all these friends. Yes, of you got course. everyone ringing you, you know. And I was I was giving my phone number out to people. I was trying to do everything I could to help people. And they're ringing me Saturday night, like, "Hey, man, I forgot to get this. Can you bring it to the track for me tomorrow?" So I'm driving down to Yapoon getting stuff for people. Friday night, all people's parts that have turned up during the week, I'm dropping them off to people. I'm getting home at nine o'clock at night and. Mm-hmm. I'm not making any money out of it because I'm yeah. discounting these guys, you know. And then the guy I had working for me, he he was awesome. Um, so Dylan, he's just a young fella. He's just he's a blazer. He just cruises along. And at the time, I'm like, dude, you need to like, I want more out of you. And I knew nothing about business or how to manage people, yeah. how yeah. to even have a conversation with someone yeah. about it. And I'm sort of driving him a bit, and and he's. Yeah, just doing. You know, he's getting paid. He didn't didn't need to do any extra. Yeah, he's doing and all on top. I was expecting a lot out of him, but yeah. And then he he eventually ended up buying it off me. Oh, did he? But yeah, um, nice. Yeah, and I, honestly, I don't know how he's going now. But so that this is why I sort of fell out of love with the sport because right. dealing with people on that side of the fence. I was coaching as well, uh, and I started working out of town at the time as well. So I was only home three days a week. I was yeah. trying to go down there on my Fridays off work there all day and then dropping stuff off to people of a night time. You go to a race on the weekend and you got people going, hey, man, how much can I get yeah. this for or what can you do for me yeah. here? And I'm like, this is too much, you know, like you got no time to yourself. I, to be honest with you, like I remember uh, growing up, you know, like in my early years, it wasn't until I actually started doing business later on that I had a bit of more of appreciation for an understanding of it. Yeah. But, you know, like whenever I want something from one of my mates, it's almost, it was, I'd always ring them chasing that discount. Like yeah. it was like, I'll oh, ring me mate. Cause you'll be able to help me out. Yeah. Yeah. But not thinking that, Hey, I should be helping him out. Yeah. He's going out of his way to do something for me for and sure. to help me. Yeah. Let's pay him what I'd pay a, a exactly a, a big company. Exactly. Let's pay yeah. it to him because he's, yeah. it's going to come back tenfold. He needs yeah. that support. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's not going to do it for nothing. Yeah. And, and I was then the he's same. Out of, yeah. You know, like I, it yeah. wasn't until I got into it and ha- and then I understood it. Yeah, you know. So for now, sure. yeah. So like now, like I'll be ha- quite happily, you know, if someone c- comes, if I needed something done, I was like, let me pay for yeah. the price that it's worth at because yeah. I, it's more value to me being able to help you yes. and you're yeah. helping me. And you just feel so much better about you it. You do. I, I was the same, man. Like growing up racing, I'm like, you know, like. An, Looking back now, it was nothing, but you're like, I'm worth something to these guys. Like, they that's should be right. helping me. Yeah, that's it's right. It's all about yeah. you, yeah. but it's it's yeah. not. You, no, really it's not. Isn't. And 
I look, you know, people are still like that these days, but yeah, you know, un- until you sort of have your own business, you understand that, like you said, yeah, you don't have an appreciation for it. Um, but you'll happily pay the full price from these bit large companies for other stuff. But you're expecting you, you go to Woolworths, you pay that's right. full price, yeah, right? And that's, that's right. The fuel station, you, yeah, that's right. That's exactly not right. even a question. That's to right. Get it cheaper. So. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but if it was you, they get. Hey, I can't. Pay. You know, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. And you know, being you know, you just want to help them out and don't yeah. think anything of it. But you're not getting anywhere with it. No. Nah. And, and then, then, dude, as soon as you sell the shop, that's it. Yeah, uh, no well one that, knows you, man. No, that no, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's and it's really sad, and that's yeah. complete. And I can completely understand why you yeah. want to go away from that industry yeah. after that. Explain, you know, after that. Yeah, but, but you know, I was just yeah. too involved. I think at the time, and again, young, you don't, yeah, yeah. you don't know a lot. So, yeah. I mean, look, you know, you can justify the hours that you got to put into it if it was financially rewarding. Yes, yeah, definitely, and that that was a thing. At, it wasn't. It wasn't. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's totally understandable. And it probably could have been, you know, if I if I knew more about business or if I seeked advice and listened to people. But you know what it's like. You know oh, what I exactly know what it's yeah. like, mate. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. I'm probably – it's only – oh, jeez, man, I've been doing business now for – my own personal business now for about 13, 15 years or something. Yeah. It's only probably the last five years that I've actually really picked up on it. on it. Yeah. yeah, put a grasp on it and, and, and working out the time and value and all that sort of yeah. stuff and making it more beneficial for myself. For sure. But it, it took that 10 years to work that out. Yeah. Um, but one thing you're always saying, uh, this, but you were coach, you've been coaching all the way yep. through, have you? Even like from yeah. your younger point up until So that? from, I don't know how old I was, but... Um, from when I was about twenty, yeah, okay. twenty years of yeah, age. Sure. So Chris Urquhart, he's um, he's been one of the biggest influences yeah. in my life. Really good mate of mine. Um, I don't don't talk too much anymore, but yeah. still respect the guy so much. And without without him, I yeah. wouldn't I wouldn't be coaching. Yeah, I right. Wouldn't, okay, wouldn't wow. have what I've got today. Yeah. Wouldn't know the people I've got. But that that was sort of always an avenue for me that. For, to give back to the sport, you know, and I, yes. I always relate back to when I was a kid looking up to guys at the top of the sport, even just locally. Yeah. And I try and put myself in those shoes, but yeah, he's, he sort of took me under his wing and, um, yeah. So through that, it was, we got to travel around a heap. It was That's so cool. cool at the start, man. Like at the start, it was like, he's paying me. I'm making a little bit of money out of it. He's mm-hmm. supplying bikes, gear and stuff. Really? And, yeah, we're just traveling around. We were probably doing, I think at the time, maybe 25 schools a year, two-day schools. Yeah, okay. Um, so we'd have a setup up here and then a setup in the Gold Coast. So yeah. schools down that way, I'd fly down there and yeah. then we'd head off from his place. But most of it was up here. So so how did it work? So you had a, a two-day program, is it? Yeah. Is that what it is? Two-day yep. coaching clinics. And then yeah. coaching clinics. Yeah. And and how many kids would you – was it kids and adults? Uh, yeah, all all ages and <clears> abilities. All, and yep. I, I think on average I'd say 25 to 30 riders. Yeah, sure. Uh, some are smaller and obviously some are bigger. And then, yeah, it was just cool, man. You got to meet so many people and then you go to the races and all those kids yeah. are, are coming up to you saying g'day and that. And you don't remember any of their names. But, no, but, but it's, yeah, it's, it's just, just cool. cool and rewarding. Yeah really and, is. And how long, how long, and then, so how long were you doing that part? Because you eventually, you st- you, you're doing your own now. Is that, is yeah. that how it works? Yeah. yeah. So that's that's what I was saying. Like at the, at the start, you're making a little bit of money. It's just cool. You just yeah. love it. Yeah. 
And then it got to a point where my partner at the time's like, you know, you're never home. You, we never spent any time together, whatever it was. And you're like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm missing out on so much. And again, it was, it was a maturity thing. I didn't know how to have a conversation with Chris. Yeah. And I was like, to me, I was like, man, I'm going away. Like he sent me off to, this is always the, the end for me. He sent me off to a school at Emerald. Um, I was there on my own. It might have been like 20 riders and I was freaking out. It was the first mm. school I'd done on my own. A kid had a massive crash, like yeah, bleeding okay. from his ears and stuff. Oh, and wow. I'm yeah. like, man, like I'm not doing this. Yeah. $1,000 for the weekend. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not doing this, man. And um, just my way of thinking, as most people probably do, I was like, you know, you do the Psalms, you're like, 200 and something bucks ahead. There's 20 kids here. You know, he's sitting at home with his family making all this money. I'm here getting, I'm, I felt like I was the cash cow. I'm yeah. there making a little bit. Yeah. And I'm the one dealing with this. I'm like, I'm not doing it. Yeah. Like I, I'm out. And yep. instead of having that conversation, I was like, I'm going to go do my own. I'm mm-hmm. going to start doing my own coaching. And yeah, then you realize how quick, how how different it is. You yeah. know, he's not making all this no. money. He's actually putting in so much work because I was doing all the bike work during the week, getting his bike and my bike ready where he flies up. And to me, I'm finishing work on a Friday, picking him up from the airport. We drive all night to a school. He jumps on a plane from there back to the Goldie and then I drive home, I wash bikes, I do everything. And I thought that I was doing a lot. But now dealing with my own coaching stuff and the admin side of it and – yeah, just dealing with the stress of organization, organization, admin, and all that. I'm like, mm. man, he was he he did a lot more for me than I realized, you know. Yeah. And that, um, yeah, it's probably the biggest regret I've got is not having those conversations with him because those those guys, man. That so now they're working for they run all BMWs off road oh, really? rider training, and it's gone just gone global. Those are really so they're wow. such good guys, man, and. Um, yeah, just really good influence to me. Yeah. So I wouldn't oh, be doing cool. what I'm doing without yeah. him. And so do you run the sort of the same – so with you, when you do your own coaching, yep. have you run the coaching um, a similar style two-day event? No. No, so you do no. a bit so of a different completely format. different model now. Like there's yeah. – so, yeah, I got out of it for a few years because I'd, I'd just gotten over that and just greed too. Like I, I was working with another guy doing coaching. He was my best mate at the time. Yeah, sure. Uh, he was a strength and conditioning coach uh, and he was just doing demos at my schools, oh, okay. helping me out doing demos. And he, for some reason, thought that he was worth more than I was. Yeah. Uh, he wanted more of a cut out of the schools than uh, I did. And okay. I'm like, mm, I, don't, I don't feel like this is fair. And I was like, he's a mate of mine. Like, I don't want to have this conversation. I don't want conflict. And Yeah. Oh, you normally sort of, don't, do you? No, you don't. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I'm just done. I'm out. And then I started working out of town. I got an apprenticeship. And oh, nice. That, so I sort of, yeah, just went to work for a while and yep. that was it. Got <laughs> out of the sport completely and that's when I got right into the mountain biking and everything. But, um, yeah, it's just there's a lot of greed <laughs> in every sport, business, yeah. and it's it's difficult. And, then, and and it is very difficult getting into business with friends. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And, that, and that, like you said, you know, it's very hard to have those conversations with friends when and family, yeah. Uh, when you get put in those situations, yeah. And if you are the nicer guy, <laughs> yeah. you know, the more yeah. the more giving or more attentive person, yes. I, I, if 
if someone else is the opposite to that, they'll take advantage of it and they'll yeah. try and push for more, want more, do less. Yeah. And it I think gets really self-awareness hard. too. Yes. I think, you know, yeah, some, right. some people just don't have the level of self-awareness that, that yeah, that's maybe it. we do. Yeah, that's it, mate. Yeah, 100%. Um, no. But yeah, so then it went, I just disappeared for a few years and then, you know, you just, you don't feel like you've got a purpose. Yes. You, know, you go to work, you come home and I'm all I was doing was mowing my grass. Yeah. Mowing my yard every <laughs> weekend and then you're just doing nothing. It gets complacent real yeah. quick, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. So in that time, like I build a house and stuff and mm. um, yeah, spend, spend a lot of time with Megs and the, mm. the dogs and I, I loved it, but I was like, man, I just want to do something. And then every week I got people ringing me like, hey man, you're going to do some more coaching? Like, we're, we're going to this other guy and we don't feel like we're getting much out so of it. So you were getting hounded a bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So being out of the sport for like four four or so years and you still I still have people ringing me like, yeah, we just we don't feel like we're getting value out of this yeah. other guy. So yeah. I'm like, okay, I'll start up again. And then, um, yeah, I started doing a bit of coaching and this guy, is, this is the same dude that was, was my best <laughs> mate at the time. He rings me upset because I was going to take business away from him. So I'm like, okay, you you were just doing demos for me back mm. in the day. The yeah. only reason you're doing anything is because I stepped away. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. And now I come back in and that happened. I'm like, that that's fair, man. Like I'd feel the same way if – Yeah, oh, look, to a point. But then I was like, all right, what can I do to offer a better service? Offer a better service, have a point of difference – what is the sport missing? Yes. And I'm like, so there's been two-day coaching clinics forever. Mm-hmm. You know, you got kids on 50s, you got 450s, females, males. Yeah. It just doesn't work. Yes. And I don't know why we've always done that. Yeah. It's just things, something I felt needed to change. I'm like, all right, football, you got a school term training, yes. age groups. Yes. Every other sport is like that. And I'm like, well, why can't we do this? Yes. Yeah, and then um, – I went and did a mountain bike coaching course and the way that that was ran this Matt Matt guy from Sunny Coast runs mountain yeah. bike coaching Australia really good dude and I'm like man this is cool like the yeah. way that he conducts himself um excuse me I jump on his website and saw that he does these school term coaching programs uh. I'm like oh this is so cool man so I like booked in a Zoom call with him yeah. on his website and I'm like hey man I'm really keen on this like I want to replicate this in moto what are your thoughts yeah man this is cool and then uh yeah we had a bit of a chat about that and then um the the guy that I met Mike Sleater at the airport oh yes uh in Tassie so he's a really big name in the sport and I I send him a message and I said man I get this idea like I want to run these six-week kids coaching programs like oh cool i want to give it its own name its own identity like brand it with something yes and it's exclusive to kids that's cool you know like we need to do something like that so i'm like this is going to be my point of difference i'm going to push this no one else is doing it really cool um and he's like yeah dude this is awesome like we'll get you some support through so he's his wife run him and his wife were at the time running Rhino Power oh, and okay. um, Intense Bicycles Australia. Yep. So they're oh, like, wow. yeah, man, we'll support you. He was working at MX Store, so they have jumped on board. Oh, wow. Like, heap of support for yeah. it. Everyone's all for it. And then um, I was like, yeah, I'm going to run. I'm going to have like three tiers of this. I'm going to have this for the kids. So it's called the Little Shredders. Little Shredders. Little ah, Shredders. Yeah. yeah. So we yeah, got this little cool. little cartoon designed up and everything. So it's yeah, it's got its own identity. It's really cool. And I was like, man, I don't know how this is going to go. Like, we'll see. We'll see, I suppose. 
And then um, I put it up online the first night. Boom, sold out 12 positions in like 20 minutes. You're kidding. Really? And um, I was like, far out. That's a better response than I thought I was going to get. Yeah, and then, um, So that, that was cool. And uh, we ran it. It was awesome. Really? So cool. Everyone was stoked on it. All the parents, all the riders got so much out of it. We gave, gave them their little goodie bags and that from yeah. all, all the supporters, uh, all the sponsors, sorry. They, they gave us product to supply yeah, these kids cool. and everything. And it was yeah. just so cool, man. Like, so we're creating a community. Yeah, definitely. Now, I feel yep. like. And that's, I feel like I'm fairly approachable. I've got um, a fair amount of knowledge in the industry, but we're, we're changing humans rather than teaching the raw oh, dirt bikes yeah, of course it's a whole a whole package of yes changing yeah. you know sure. uh, uh, development self-development yeah. yeah. all that sort of stuff as well yeah that's so awesome. then um i wanted three tiers so that was yeah. the start i'm like i'm gonna start here man and then i'm gonna have like a, a race ready program which is gonna be for like ki- kids that are a little more serious yeah. and then i'm gonna do one for seniors and i was chatting to my buddy about this yeah before anything anyone else i was chatting to my buddy about this oh yeah yeah and then next minute, it's on social media. He's oh, doing his own. Shit. And I'm like, man, like he's he's ringing mm. me upset that I'm going to start coaching again. So I've done something completely different. Yeah. So I'm not targeting his audience. Yeah. And so I ring him. I'm like, man, what's going on? Like oh, I, I spoke to you about this. I trusted you with it. Yeah. You were upset that I was going to coach. So I've gone a completely different direction. You've replicated it. Uh. We're in a regional town. I don't feel like we've got the the people here to do it. Now my issue is he's he's started another another one with the kids. Like, man. So it's you know, it's ah, this annoying. is where I was going. Like there's just a lot of greed in the industry. Yeah. And I think it's in a lot of industries. And you know, I was I was the same when I stopped doing the schools with Chris mm. and thought I was gonna go do my own. But yeah, I just again I was immature. I didn't know how to have that conversation and I just wish that it wasn't like that now yeah. you know because you you know you lose a good friend yeah uh, purely look, from from greed yeah that's i mean that, that's, that's so sad to hear that you know yeah it's they, terrible you learn man you yeah learn, you know i know you, i know you that's it you know that, yeah but you know someone that you thought you could confide in yeah being a good mate yeah trying to do yeah. the right thing yeah and then it gets oh that's just yeah oh, and like sorry. honestly he did approach me about the the kids one he's like yeah you know can we do it together you know like i'll do mine you do yours we'll come together at the end and i'm like i'll have a think about it man and i thought about it i'm like nah like i this is my thing man i don't i don't want to be involved with anyone else like i want to create a community i want to do my thing and then you brought him into it yeah yeah you stepped away from it gave him the opportunity to do his own thing after it after that conversation then you come back in try to do something different yeah. to appease him. Yep. yep. And then uh, and then he still does that. Right? Yeah. I hate yeah. that. Oh, it sucks, man. Yeah, it but really it's, does. Yeah, but it's part of it. I don't know. Unfortunately. But, you know, look, the cool thing is you've got the reputation from yeah. previous experiences and yep. stuff. You've got the you've got the following of the people. Yeah. They know yeah. people know that you've got that little shredders and yeah, yeah. that stuff yeah. like that. How is yeah. it all going for you? Awesome, man. Really yeah. cool. So we did that first one and then did another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and out of the first 12, 11 of those booked back in for the second one. Wow, really? Like, That's cool. So I said to him like, look, I'm going to have to bump the price up and I'm like, oh, you know, is this going to work? Like can I bump the price up? Because I wanted to offer a better experience. Yes. So I wasn't just bumping it up to 
as a cash grab, yeah. bumping it up so that I could spend some money on merchandise and that and of give course. it back. Yeah, and definitely. it was a much better experience the second time around. But yeah, so out of the first 12, 11 of those rebooked. The one that didn't, they were having a child within that that oh, period. Wow. So I'm like, yeah. oh, I'll let them off with that. Yeah, of course. But uh, yeah, we sold out two groups with the next one uh, and that went really well. And then uh, we've literally just this weekend finished up our race ready program with a bunch of older guys. And that's cool. That's been really cool. We haven't uh, haven't crunched all the numbers yet yep. to, to really see how far they had progressed. But with that, we, we teamed up with a really good buddy of mine, John Milne from down Sunny Coast, he runs Apex Lifestyle now. Oh, okay. cool. Um, so he's a personal trainer and uh, yeah. mainly online stuff. Yeah, okay. But getting some really good results. And he he was quite a handy rider in his day too. So it's really cool to have a strength and conditioning coach come on board that's been there, done it, and can, yeah. can offer something to these guys. And with that, the on-bike staff and, yeah, they've, they've come a long way yeah, in, in the last seven weeks. So this has all come together f- how long how long have you had this run for like the last oh, dude nine months nine months this nine is months all very not new. long yep. yeah and you've had this is your second run this is was that your third one yeah yeah so third program third yeah. program yeah so are you are you going to run that three you've got that three tier system um, or do you so just run what, throughout what it, this it's um sort of highlighted to me what what my niche is yeah sure and that's um maybe not the as much as i, I love training high-end guys mm-hmm. i think it's just so much more fun it's fast paced it's yeah you can be fairly brutal with them and they they handle it yeah uh but i think the kids stuff you know i think i got a really good rapport with the kids and yeah. the way i work with those guys is, is really good so i think that's probably what i'm gonna have to Keep stick them. with that's cool um predominantly yeah. and then i'm gonna try and just pick a, a group of like six to eight guys that i can work with that's uh, week in week out and Maybe travel to some races with them and, and stuff like that. That sort of people that you want to choose out—they're the ones that are sort of seeking more competition. Is it? Yeah, like they, that, yeah. that's what they want to do. They want yeah. to prove their competition. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So, yeah, I just want to be able to give guidance where I feel like throughout my riding, mm. I lacked. You yeah, know? Sure. like, and it's you don't know, you don't have questions. Yes. Until you've got answers or, or you just don't know. If you, you don't, don't know, know yeah. you don't know. So you don't know you don't know which questions to ask. Yeah. You know, you yeah. go go out for dinner and there's the waitress goes, What do you want for dinner? And you're like, I don't know, I don't have a menu. Like, what can <laughs> what, I have? What can so, I ask? Yeah, <laughs> what yeah, you tell me what I can have. So <laughs> I sort of can relay that to the sport, you know. Like I, I say to people, like, what do you want out of it? And mm. they don't know what they want out of yeah. it until you say, Hey man, do you wanna do you wanna excel here? Or I think you can be doing this better or yeah. that better and yeah it's just trying to offer that that uh, that knowledge where i can and yeah. and help them out so that's so is it sort of now do you sort of have a program that you sort of run with where the the kids get like you know this week we might do starts yes and, and then this week we'll do turns yes well, you know, so, so the, how does it all work the like kids that? stuff definitely so yeah. i got a um so the six week program, it's set out in a booklet, so they get a little booklet oh, wow, at the start cool. of it, and it'll so at at any point they can go. Oh man, this week, yeah, cool. We're going to be doing jumping this week. Yeah, yeah like sweet. it's some of them to look at. It gives them just a brief overview of the course, um, and then when we get there. So I've got another coach. He helps me out. He's um, an older fella, Joel Rayner. So he's um, has it. Like he's done a lot of racing, never at a, a high level, but yeah, sure. He's uh, he's done a, a fair bit in China and stuff with with freestyle. Yes, um, 
Yes. And may not have been China. I can't remember where he was doing it. But he he's a he was a pretty good freestyler back in the day. So he's got a lot of a lot of dirt bike knowledge. Mm. Um and, and it's yeah, he can relate to the kids really well. He's got a he's got a young fella himself. So oh, he, he can oh, cool. he can sort of bring a little Harry along and yeah, he's his knowledge or his perspective is different to mine. So I think it's cool. really cool. Oh, it's cool to have that yin and yang yes, too, but because it does make it up. You know, it's, yeah. always, it's always good to see it from the other side as well. Yeah, and I'm so like I'm a very technique orientated coach, and I got yes. a, a massive emphasis on safety. Yes. But it's it's nothing compared to him. You yeah, know, when yeah, he's got right. a kid. Yeah, he's got a kid. He he hmm. sees it different. I oh, do what yeah. I do. So yeah, yeah I'm yeah, like definitely. Yeah. He'll he'll say some things and he'll even pull me up, and I'm like, yeah, man, you're right. Like that's <laughs> that's a bit silly, like. These are kids we're dealing with. So, yeah, I think that's cool, man. I love it. Of course it, it is. It's not bad having a second opinion. No, never. It's great. Never. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think I, I actually uh, – I'm pretty sure I might have reached out to Joel. I've got a, uh, a friend of mine, Troy. He knows Joel Troy Costin. Well. Yeah, Troy Costin. Yeah, yeah. Right, eh? yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. I know okay. Troy through all the fighting. Yeah, the fighting right. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He, he, he texted me and told me to reach out to Joel. I did actually. Yeah. I know he's been very busy. I'll probably try and reach out to him again yeah, later yeah. on. Family works oh, of out course. of course, everyone, mate, everyone, yeah. everyone's got a busy, busy yeah. lifestyle. Yeah. Were you ever involved in, in that sort of FMX stuff? Did you really interested in that stuff, or was nah. it more just your racing style yeah. thing? Yeah, ne- never had anything to do with it, man. Like, yeah, yeah. you watch it on TV. And yeah, you're like it's pretty cool. Yeah. Like, uh, Nico and I went down to the Nitro World Games. It's so cool to see. Was it? Yeah. But never had any interest in in doing it. Like, I went out to Joel's one time and was jumping ramps mm. a couple of times i've been out there jumping ramps and um another good buddy of mine jake may he's man he rides at a really high level but yeah doesn't do it anymore yeah you know? okay like, yeah it's sure. so hard the yeah, industry so he was doing shows and stuff but the industry is there's no money in it yeah you know you go to work you make money and that's well that's that, you, you know do. is it is that partly an issue with the industry itself there's been no money there available yeah. to it? it's a problem yeah, yeah. i think um at a local level, everyone's in it for fun. But you yeah. get to the higher level of the sport, and there's there's really no money in it in Australia. Yeah, America or Europe's a different story, I think. But Australia, yeah. you know, like the guys at the top of the sport, there might only be seven or eight guys making a living. Yeah, there might be some guys making some money, but yeah. it's different to making a living. Yeah, yeah, of course, um, that makes sense. So yeah. yeah, there's just yeah, you might get some product endorsement from from some sponsors or whatever. But as as far as because revenue, it, yeah. it's hard. I would say like motocross is a pretty popular sport here in Australia. And I, yeah. I would say it's pretty popular. Like anyone would like, anyone appreciates a dirt bike. Yeah, <laughs> yeah anyone does. I mean? like, but I think in the big scheme of things, you know, like football. Yeah. I, I don't know any ball sport, but in the big scheme of things, it's yeah. pretty Yeah, well, minute, yeah true. Know? Yeah, yeah, you're right, mate. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess probably more of a novelty side of things for, yeah. for people. Yeah. Sure. But like I can appreciate watching the Supercross on TV. Oh, man, you know, I like, think I think anyone can. You yeah, know? And that, yeah, that's definitely. what I think is really cool at the moment. So the in America, they've just gone to they've just had a, the first year where they've had playoffs. Yeah, so they have a, normally have a Supercross season and a Motocross season. There's a couple months, a few months off before yeah. it all kicks off again. But this year they've had a playoffs, which that was cool. Uh, and I don't know exactly how it all worked, but it's created a lot of hype within the industry yeah. and outside the industry as well. So. I think people like yourself, yeah. you'd watch that. Yeah, from, uh, that's so exactly cool, what it man. is. Yeah, it, you know. it was a hybrid track, so it was kind of half and half. Mm. 
motocross supercross like la coliseum was one of the rounds yeah. it's so cool to watch and yeah i don't think you need to be involved in the sport to appreciate it not at all it, it's enough it's it's one of those watching that is like cool enough to watch on a weekend you flick it on have a barbecue watch that yeah. sort of stuff have a couple yeah. of come the boys come around yeah it's mad to watch yeah yeah awesome yeah and you you sort of i think that the biggest thing that's missing in the sport as well unless you're an insider mm. you don't know like the the riders you know yeah. you don't watch ken roxham because of who he is you just see him on a yellow bike yeah yeah of course, like, oh, this yeah. dude's pretty cool but i think yeah. that's what's missing from the sport is we don't we don't have access to their outside life mm. you know and it, it's getting better now with social media the youtube channels is big but again i think you need to be within the industry to yeah to be watching their stuff and there's a lot of guys that i'm massive fans of now that i wasn't before purely mm. because of their youtube did you find that in the industry did you have like a line between because you know how like like for me if i look back on it one of the first things that really drew me into motocross yeah. or fmx in a way yeah <clears throat> was that first crusty demons yeah video, the yeah. vhs sit there i remember my dad i didn't even know what it was my dad just brought home a vcr yeah and it was crusty demons one yeah and we yeah. put that in and it was the most craziest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. There was yeah. that Seth Enslow sanding it and he crashed it. Man. The boys jump on those little Z50s doing the dirt yeah. track stuff. That little Bubba segment <laughs> yeah, where he'd be, right, a, yeah. he'd be on a 50 or something. Yeah. Yeah. Old mate wakes up, starts his dirt bike, rides it down the stairs through yeah. the window onto the back of the ute and then yeah. takes off and they go to the same yeah. dunes. I can. St I still listen to the playlist of music from that first one. I think everyone does. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, you, you see those guys, and then you got the the motocross dudes. Was there always a line between that? Was that, or did um, you did you ever get? You know, you'd have those. Oh, they're the FMX boys, <laughs> and then well, you got the you got the motocross dudes. Yeah, I think so, but but the sports evolved. Yeah, you know, and like back then, even Jeremy McGrath yeah, well, was still it. partying with those guys. Yeah, that's true. So I don't think there was as much segregation. There was guys that were serious, but yeah. I don't think there was as much segregation as what there is now. Yeah. Um, and then even now, I don't think that the freestyle scene is as loose as what it was. Yeah, okay, You sure. know, like with yep. social media and everything now, everything's kind of gone a, a corporate direction. Yeah, you know? okay. So, well, that makes sense, mate. And I guess... You know, like you said, like these guys, I'm sure that even those FMX, because they're progressing and, and developing the sport yeah. so much and going more crazy with it, and I'm sure yeah. at the same with the motocross, I think, you know, now you've got to be fit. Yeah. You've got to be in a diet. You've got to yeah. be working out at the gym. For you've sure. got these regima, you know, regiments bloody put in place. Yeah, too. for sure. And other, like you say, I think even at that, that's probably the looser side of the sport and even yes. those guys have to be so serious yes now. that's right yeah so yeah i think it's just changed like back then it was it was entertainment wasn't it, it that's was just it. entertainment yeah. more than anything i think it was entertainment yeah and you'd, you'd watch it and you're like far out i can't believe these guys yeah. are doing that and yeah there's and it's like everything there's more science behind everything now oh, of there's, course yeah definitely people are are aware of yeah, the way different things work, you know, like they're yeah. not just going and sending big jumps anymore. You know, That's like it. I'm sure at that level, like the long distance stuff and that, there's formulas I've got worked out for everything and mm. that. It's not just we'll see if we yeah. can do it. <laughs> yeah, but um, that makes yeah. sense. Did you going back to your coaching, like with the coaching side of it? Do you um, what do you see for it in the future? Because this is very new for you, like the, the latest one that yes. you have, yeah, which I think is a really cool idea 
taking the extra time and yep. running these like programs yep. for a longer period of time. And plus also too, they're, they're building up relationships with each other, yeah. you. Yeah. So it's a good sort of, you know, you're making a good click there with the yep. group. Um, and, yeah. and so what do you see that as a, like a future thing? Like, do you want, do you want to take it? F- where are you doing it at the moment? Just in town here? Yeah, or? just down at your poon. So your poon's yeah. a, um, I, I guess a more junior friendly yes. track. Yeah. Uh, whereas six miles, fairly difficult for kids to get around. Um, but yeah, I think <clears throat> I, I just would love to keep building a community. Yes. You know, like yeah. where, like you say, the kids make friends. Yeah, you know, and absolutely. They, Maybe they'll be in the position I'm in one day, you know, where they've made friends for life. Yeah. And that's – if I can do that for them, I think I've done my job. That's cool. Um, it's really cool that there's someone like yourself to be able to give the opportunity yeah. for kids to do something like that. Because, <clears throat> like, uh, if I had the opportunity as a kid, like myself personally, like I, I – I don't think there was really there wasn't really anything like that available to me no, as a kid. No. Like I, I, I wouldn't unless you were playing football. Yeah, yeah, that's right. There was cricket. There, yeah. Oh, plenty of those. Yeah, I could have done any of that. Yeah, and it was and it was multiple. But you'd never hear of a like a, a group of people that got together to do a or nah. like a coach that could op, offer programs for kids to yeah to yeah. learn stuff. I would have jumped at something like that. Yeah, yeah. So future plans i i just want to keep growing it man and yeah. offer a better experience every time i just want to offer offer a better experience yeah that's cool. learn from each one personally yeah uh, hopefully over time we can get some more support from from other sponsors and stuff want to jump on board yeah whether it's it's um more giveaways or whatever or or offer them an experience where maybe one day we can be doing enough of it to go all right one kid randomly for the year we get to go down to one of the nationals or something. We take yeah. it down there for the weekend or something. There's a guy in America doing that at the moment. And I think it's really cool. And um, yeah, just to give back to the sport. And that's cool. Um, I'd love to love to do some female stuff as yeah, well. Sweet. So we got a, a in a few weeks, we got a young a young girl from Gladstone, Darcy Wally. She's okay. uh, she's she's the next next big thing, oh, I think, to come cool. out of yep. as far as females go to come out of Queensland. So yep. Yeah, she's going to come up and give a hand at this women's only school. So we get a lot of lot of questions about stuff like that, and I'm like, yeah, right, let's do it. No, yeah, that's let's awesome. Do it. We that. don't know if it's going to work or not until we've done it. So at least you're having yeah. a crack at yeah. it too, mate. Yeah, the amount of people like talking about that sort of stuff more than ever, you know, like um, having a crack at stuff and having a shot at trying things. Yeah. Yeah. What, what do you got to lose? You got exactly. nothing to lose. You yeah. got nothing to lose to try. Yeah. At All least I know is it. something needs to change. Because yeah, and that's these, these two day clinics that have been done forever. Yeah, uh, they're on the way out. You know, but how, so. like really, like me personally, looking back, like I, me, I don't think I could really. I could get a little bit out of a two day thing, but not. I don't know how much of that where I'd be able to retain. Well, or, how, mm. like what's your attention span? That's it. You know, that's what's it. your attention span? Yeah. Two, two yeah. four hours maybe. Yeah. And then at that point, you're physically tired, yep. you're mentally drained, yep. you're out in the sun, yep. you're done. So, yep. you know, I think out of a, a two-day clinic, we're running those eight till four, two mm. days a week, two days. Yeah. You know, I think there's probably only six hours out of that that are really beneficial to the riders. And after that, you, you're running risk of injury and that's it. all of that. So, yeah, I think something's something I think to that's, I, I really like the idea of you doing it over six weeks. Yeah. Yeah, it's just fantastic. that consistency, you it know, is. like that consistency. The kids go home, and you know, you think about things. You're like, oh man, 
I wasn't doing this. I was, yeah. I was told to do this. And next time you go out, you're like, I want to do that. Like, you know, you yeah. want to make your coach proud or your parents proud yeah, more than definitely. anything. So, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 when I was ever practicing in anything that I wanted to do, I always wanted to make my coach proud. Yeah, you know, give yeah. an opportunity to show them what that I was uh, taking advantage of what they're teaching me. Yeah, you know? yeah, and I think like from like I can relay back to when I was a kid, I was like that too. You know, so yeah. you you try and it's hard. You know, you got you got twelve kids there or something, and they do something that you don't see, and they come over like, man, did you see that? Yeah. And I miss. I'm sorry, I missed it. Like you can't. <laughs> you can't see everything, but well, you need to acknowledge it when you do see it, and that, yeah. that goes a long way for them. It does. It does. Yeah. Do you? Will you? Will you always just keep it locally here, or do you? Do you plan on maybe um, pushing it out more yeah, regional? Or so, something? I, I really don't want to travel a whole lot myself. Yeah, I'll do enough. a little bit. Yeah. Uh, like last year, I went. Oh, sorry, earlier this year, I went over to WA. Did, did you really? School. Yeah. Wow. Which was cool. It was just unexpected really it was a, a buddy of mine from here has moved over there driving trucks and he, yeah. he's bored on his days off so he's gone out to the motocross club and tried started helping out and he rings me he's like hey man do you want to come over and do a school i'm like yeah that's cool that'd be cool so i went over there and um met a bunch of riders and that and it was awesome a cool that, experience that would be pretty cool um, even if you yeah I, I guess you'd probably be open to that style wouldn't yeah, you if someone yeah. asked for you like you did like you're doing with darcy coming up yes here. yeah definitely so yeah i'd like to do a little bit but um but your own schooling stuff you want to keep here. Yeah, yeah yeah that'll be here and i think it's hard it's hard man like you you're you you're greedy you know you want to be the guy doing it you and it's, yeah. I think it's a very hard thing where you can't just go, hey, man, do you want to come work for me? Yeah. And go yeah. and do this in Gladstone or right. Harvey Bay, wherever it is, because I'm like, man, that's my my name that's yes. on the line. You yeah, know? of it's, course it is. It's, and your reputation. It's very mm. personal. And um, so, yeah, I, I definitely want to. There's a, a few guys that I've spoken to about um, potentially working together, but – one, they got to have credibility as a rider. Of course they do. Um, because, it's again, it's your, line, yeah. your name on the line. So credibility as a rider. And then secondly is being able to communicate and have a great relationship with the kids yes. or, or whoever it is. And, again, that, that reflects on you. It does, you know, yeah. Like someone goes to one of our clinics with another guy and they don't have a good experience. Yeah. That spreads like wildfire as well. It does, mate. More yeah. more so than if they go and have a good experience. So yeah, I'm just very hesitant there. I want to, but I'm going to be very selective with who but, I have on board. And but it also keeps it keeps integrity in what you're doing exactly. as well, mate. Yeah, There's nothing wrong with that. Nah, nothing wrong with having that higher expectation yeah. and and sure. having a higher reputation. Yeah, nothing wrong with that at all. Nothing no. worse than watering it right down. No, no, you, you know? dilute it. Yeah, dilute it, yeah. and it's not become. It's oh, like, yeah. oh, you know, you get a bit of a mixed review about yes. it. And like, oh. Yeah, so that that's what I that's what I'm really it's striving good. to to keep that, that high quality and yeah. Yeah. I reckon it's a fantastic idea. Yeah. So are you going to be running these – are these run all year round? Like I know you're doing them in six-week intervals, yep. but are they run six weeks? Like, are so, they, yeah, how next, does that work? next year I would love to do one every quarter. Yep. Um, so roll one out every quarter. I'm yet to lock in dates, but – Yes, um, but that's the plan. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's the plan. So it's, it's just hard because there's so many races going on throughout oh, the of year. Of course, yeah. We've got to work with the clubs on uh, on – dates that the tracks yeah. available and stuff like that mm. there's a lot more that goes into are it they are those clinics usually weekends or are they saturday morning every saturday yeah. morning saturday yep. mornings for your for your program mm -hmm. yep 
be the best time to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I've just kicked off Monday afternoons because I don't work Mondays. So oh, okay. After school coaching on Mondays, so oh, I head out there at lunchtime and that's water the idea. track and prep the track, and then they all Is that roll what, in. And you do all of that as well, do you? Yeah, do the preps. Yeah, oh, there's a few guys that help out, like throughout this race ready program a couple of guys from the club that have helped out and oh, without wow. those guys we wouldn't be doing it man yeah sure so yeah there's from both clubs rocky and yapoon there's a few guys that help out that yeah i totally didn't even think about that there would yeah. be you'd need that constant yeah. constant prep yeah yeah. yeah yeah pretty much like yeah. it's so rocky because it's a sand track um it requires oh man probably four to six hours worth of water wow just just for it to be rideable. Yeah, okay. Um, the more the better, but that's probably, Didn't yeah. even think of that. Even if you only put two hours of water on it, like a couple of yeah. weeks, we've only watered it for a couple of hours and it's it's shit house. Wow, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Mm. And what, what's the Yapoon track like? What's that one? Uh, it's like a, a white clay. Oh, white is it? White clay with okay. a bit of rock in it. And they've, over the last 12 months, they've pumped a heap of sand into it Did where um, it's come out of the sailing club where they've pulled that oh, out. Oh, yeah, so okay. they imported a heap of sand there. We had to screen it all. Did so yeah? it was like weeks, man. Uh, another fellow was down there for weeks screening it all, <laughs> getting all the rubbish out of it. Really? And taking it onto the track with uh, with tip truck and mixing it all in with the, the rippers and that. And how, how did that turn? The... Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, oh, cool. so good, man. So obviously sand, it retains moisture. Yes. Uh, it makes it a little more loamy. Your track yeah. just forms up differently. It's much better for a, a racer. Beginners, it's a little more difficult. Yeah, sure. Um, because it's not, not hard pack under wheels. So, uh, but yeah, it's it's awesome. Oh, yeah, that's loving it. it. Oh, good on you. And uh, so f- from leading on, just uh, you reckon this – so what's the name of that business? So do we let uh, listeners know? So, yeah, we're, we're called Dialed. Dialed, Dialed MX, yeah. Dialed MX. Yeah. That's sick. And do you have? And how do people get in contact with you about that stuff? You guys? Um, mainly Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, on the socials. Um, yeah, jump on there, and then we've got email on yep. there if they want to reach out. I'm, so I'm building a website at the moment. Yeah, that will hopefully be. I don't know, man, when that'll be up. But yeah, again, oh, there's that's another learning curve <laughs> yeah, of itself. It's all a part of adapting, so isn't much it? That goes into it. I'm oh. like, yeah, I'm gonna build a website. I'm gonna just do it tonight. Yeah. You jump on, you're like, holy, this yeah. is. There's a lot more to this. And that's what I'm in the middle of doing at the moment, dealing with the website because we've obviously got some merch coming through soon. I want the availability for people just to be able to jump yeah. on the website, yeah. click on the merch, buy the yeah. merch, do the bits and pieces like that. So that's my yeah. thing at the moment. I've had people reach out and go, you know, oh, we, can we get a shirt? And yeah. I was like, oh, I've got to, it's I, hard no, thing, it's hard. Man. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah again, they don't know what you've got that's unless it. they can yeah. see it. So, <laughs> right. yeah, and that's, that's what I'm trying to do as well. So I want to um just in the stages now of sorting it all out but uh have a like an online platform that's that'll cool. be run through the website so you may b- buy a membership and you get yes. access to all these videos all these tutorials that's so a great idea for new people coming into the support it, it'll be as simple as how do i get a license yes how do i pack my gear bag how do yeah. i do things like that through to advanced level stuff or or race day that's sick uh tutorials so it'll that, be so. like um you'd you it's be yeah. your personal videos Personally, you explaining yeah. all these things yeah that's yeah. cool yeah that's really really cool, cool. and then yeah. i guess you could use that as like a reflection on your course too eh? yeah. yeah yeah so i think online presence right now is massive oh, it's huge you know so that's to me that's where it all starts that's yeah. where you get your your yeah. customers from um 100%. And, and up until this point most of it's been word of mouth locally so i think 
once I can do that, that may open up opportunities to go elsewhere. Yeah. Um, oh, definitely. Yeah, we'll see. Oh, that's cool. I think so, it'll just enable me to reach a broader audience. Yeah, definitely. You know, it does. So. Oh, look, man, it, it's so – without that stuff, I would be oh, – this wouldn't exist for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, I appreciate – I appreciate online presence more than anything. Yeah. Really, now I do. But man, a, it's – I don't know how some people do it. Like, it's – I. I don't do much. Hmm. And I'm like, this is too much for me. Like oh, how right. much time you put into well, it. Well, you know, I've been delegating Nick yeah. how to help me out with yeah, my stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I don't blame you, man. Like, <laughs> I can't I can't do any of that stuff. Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's so funny. You see all the um, social media ads, like yeah. social media manager and this and that. And I'm like, why would someone pay someone to do yeah. this? And then you start getting involved. You're like, I need that. Maybe I need to pay, pay <laughs> you, someone to do this. You start looking at them yeah. completely different, don't yeah. you? Yeah, and uh, I think it, anything like that, you know, you get yeah. a coach – in of course. Anything, You're right. It bolts a turbocharger onto onto your growth, 100%. doesn't it? So everything it does. everything just happens quicker, and yeah. you might have to. No one wants to pay anyone to do anything. No. Again, you, that's it. No, you're so selfish. You're like, I'll do it myself. Yeah, no, you stuff paying no a couple hundred bucks. I'll yeah. do it myself. Yeah, yeah but you got no idea. No, <laughs> yeah. no. Well, that's what I had to do when I first did with this audio editing. I didn't have any idea how to yeah. audio, how to edit audio. Yeah. I had to learn it so yeah. I, I did it for youtube clip yeah yeah download yeah. the program did the program thing got ta like taught how to do it yeah and yeah. uh best thing i ever did yeah 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 <laughs> and you that's part of it man yeah. you, you work it out yourself and mm. you learn so much about yeah. uh, other things that you would have never thought of so yeah that's yeah. it so so um, the program that you're doing now for the children, what is it? What's sort of the age categories that you do? Um, so around six years of age through till 13. Oh, yeah, that's a good Six, good, six yeah. seven through to yeah. 13. So we, cool. we sort of mainly run it on bike size up to an 85cc. Oh, is that how it works? Yep. Yeah. Yep. And then, um, yeah, whatever age group that yep. sort of falls within. I think there was one one young fella. The last one we did was four years of age. Wow. Um, on a peewee and his first day. So, First day, man, he rode onto the track and got stuck. Did he? Straight away. And I'm like, man, we're going to be sending this kid home, you know. So, And then he just rode around on the grass for the first week. Second week, he rode around on the grass again for half of it. Then he gets out on the track. By the end, he's spinning laps. No really? problems. Yeah. That's so, so cool, cool yeah. man. That's awesome. Really cool. So what's the name of it? It's Dialed. Dialed MX Dialed. Coaching, yeah. yeah. Dialed MX Coaching. And that's available on the socials and that sort yep. of stuff. Um, and so do you have a date yet for your next one or you're no, still not yet? No, not yet. It. It'll be sometime January, late January maybe. Yep. Um, yeah, I just got to try and work it out with the club when yeah, it's yeah, available yep. and yeah, yeah, go from there. But Oh, that's cool. Man. Yeah. We, uh, so every guest that comes on, we, we give you a nameplate. I'm, I'm sure you've heard that, but we get, get a coffin nameplate. So we'll have Hutto oh, nameplate for yeah, you, mate. <laughs> so that's we'll cool. That yeah. I'll get the boys to do one up for you before you go. Yeah, right. Um, I haven't heard of that. So oh, that's sick. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. we get them all. There's a good, There's one sitting on the table there. I'm pretty sure that's um, – oh, who's that? I think that's Zayden's. He was oh, one right. of the guests yeah. on before. He, yeah. I forgot to give it to him. But uh, yeah, yeah we'll, awesome. get, we'll get your own coffee name, Platinum. Yeah, You've been cool. on the Dead Ass podcast, so we really appreciate Unreal. it. Um, but yeah, so uh, dialed, dialed MX coaching yep. for all the listeners. Mate, thank you very much for being on, popping in, mate. No, thanks for having me. I like, man, I was great hearing that stuff, dude. Yeah, yeah cool. So It's funny, like, yeah, and I think everyone's probably in the same situation. You don't, you never talk about yourself, yeah. do you, you know? No, and of course not. Nico's been pestering me for months, like, yeah. you need to do it. And I'm like, no, nah, man, like, there's nothing interesting happens in my life, but I'm sure there stories is that I listen to where I'm like, that's really cool. Yeah. 
that oh, person probably thinks it's it's not interesting as well. So, oh, mate, yeah. I, I can guarantee there's going to be plenty of people that are going to enjoy it, mate. Yeah, <laughs> like cool. like we'll I, was, I found it really interesting, dude. So yeah, okay. thanks for letting awesome. us know. And it's cool to at least get that information out there. Let people yeah, yeah. know that there is this place that you can go to. Yeah. It's going to give you M, uh, MX yeah. coaching and all that sort of stuff. It's awesome. You know, the more the more we can get that stuff out and promote that stuff for here locally yeah. as well. Yeah. People appreciate that, man. And yeah. all the best for it too, yeah, mate. Yeah, thank so, you. Uh, thank when you. Next year when you start getting them all sorted out, mate, we'll get you back on. And yeah, you yeah. on when the dates yeah, are available yeah, and that sort sure. of stuff. So. I, yeah, I'd love to do a lot more um, stuff with YouTube next year. So yeah. hopefully we'll have um, yeah a lot more videos coming out with, yeah, that'd be cool. with what actually happens inside of the – the program well it's cool you know. and then people can see what they're actually going to yeah. be getting into and, yeah and, sure. and get them hyped for it yeah and yeah get them all keen so yeah but sure. yeah we'll keep an eye out for that too cool. mate so thanks once again no thank Cheers. you see you on the next one thanks right mate.